My name is Kylie Everhart. Okay, I'm kidding. (laughs) My name is Ryan McCurdy, and um, you have to introduce yourself. I was going to let you talk about the film. I'm not going to talk for you. You're the most important part. I'm not. My name is Kylie Everhart. And my name is Ryan McCurdy, and we brought uh, Deadly Damsel. Welcome to the show. Please make your way to your seats and have your tickets in tow. Silence all cell phones and agers. We ask to put your lives on the line. How much do you wager? Is everyone in? The show is about to begin. Ryan, you live in Atlanta now. Tell me about why you made that transition and like what you're doing down there now and if you're working on anything? Sure. Um, well, let's see. Well, I was working at a TV station for the last like six years in Evansville. And I just kind of at, at, had a moment where I was like, you know what? I really just want to get into the industry that I really want to get into and not so much television. So uh, my wife and I were like, hey, let's uh, let's do this. Let's do this thing. And we moved down to Atlanta. I've got, um, I have family down there, so it wasn't a huge move. Um, but I've uh, been down there since July and uh, been working primarily right now. I've been working as a background extra. You've been acting. Oh. Acting. It's, it's acting with air quotes. You got in front That's of the That's the first camera. thing you've done since the, that horror movie, right? With your acting? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, I've been doing that and, um, I'm trying to basically. I'm just working my way, networking with people, uh, meeting people, uh, trying to. My well, my ultimate goal down there, at least, is to start working on career, working behind the camera, and that kind of thing. But right now, I'm, uh, I live in the world of the background artist, as they call it, and uh, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. Have you found anything like unscripted, sort of, where you can meet regional filmmakers, or is it kind of a tough nut to crack? Or? It's different because um, because there's an industry there, like a real. Um, well, I don't want to discredit anybody here. I'm just saying, like, it's, it's you know, you have studios involved, that it's kind of thing. Hollywood, a professional, you right. know. Yeah, when, because you have that, it makes it, I think, maybe a little different as far as the approach to making movies, just because that, the, the kind of guerrilla style that we do a lot, a lot of times here, or just kind of, you know, everyone, no budget, shoestring budget type filmmaking isn't as prevalent there but you know i've met people who still do that thing so yeah that's, that's, what, I was, just that's what i was wondering if there's like an indie scene sort of comparable down there uh like anything like this yeah and if, and i've met a couple people that do that kind of stuff it's just i think it's it's kind of a different level because a lot of you have a lot more um you know like around here you don't have rental houses for equipment and stuff like that the closest is like in nashville so if you're in a city where that is, it's, you know, a lot of the equipment and gear and stuff you're going to get is just going to be like, you know, tons better than what you're going to find. Because usually when people are wanting to make a movie around here, it's, you know, who has a camera, who's got lights, who has a microphone, who has a place to film, you know? Yeah. Right. Where he, there it's, it's, uh, you know, well, we can get a budget for a go or go to a rental house, rent a ton of lights, probably even rent a camera you know, and film the thing in a day or two or something like that. So it's just, it's different. It's fun. Cool. Now, uh, Kylie, uh, tell me a bit about yourself and like how you met Ryan. Then I guess kind of gradually get into the movie. Sure. So, um, I'm from Evansville, born and raised. Um, and I have been into theater most of my life. 
I started very young and I'm still involved in theater. And was it probably Jake who introduced me to you? Uh, I think it was through, I think it was D'Alto. Was it D'Alto we doing? I think you were doing a show or something and I had a friend um, who was in that show and that's kind of how I... That's how I met you. But I think we all had common friends. And yeah, it was, it was, one of those it was a lot of those things where everyone knew each other, but a lot of us hadn't actually met um, and came and saw a show, talked to me afterwards, and yeah, just kind of went from there. Yeah. What was this first project that you guys did together? Technically, no. I mean, the two of... One, as of your projects, yes. We did... Um, yeah, so we... Um, let me think. Yeah, because I think we may have been on a... I you, can't remember if we've been on a project Gavin's. before that. You filmed Gavin's that I That's was involved That's right, with. I wasn't that. And I think you were around for probably... I was on something. Jake probably. or Joe's. Yeah. One of Jake or Joe's projects, but I think Damsel was the first thing of we did. Yours a, we did like we did. a little... We did another little short thing before that, but I haven't finished. I never really put, haven't put that together. Oh, I forgot about but that. But we did that. It was we like a little thing. little thing that we did for fun. And <laughs> then one of the man throw stick sort of. It thing. was a man yeah. throw stick short. When the world throws sticks at you, throw a stick back at the world. I just never had finished it because uh, the guy who does our music kind of had gotten busy. And so uh, I just had shelved it for a little bit. And uh, yeah. He's and lying. Then, he just hated it. He didn't <laughs> I didn't hate it. put it out into the world. Definitely didn't hate it. Uh, <laughs> I just hadn't put it together. So yeah, what we did Deadly Damsel. And yeah, now we're here uh, sitting in this room with you, Wesley. What a great trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about the Deadly Damsel idea, like, where did that come from? Because I know you've you've done some superhero noir sort of mm-hmm. stuff before, uh, Out of the Shadows, right? Yep. So yeah, tell me about the origin of the idea and the process of adapting that into a script. So I wanted to do something like Out of the Shadows. Uh, I wanted to kind of, I wouldn't say it was kind of like a spiritual sequel to it. Like I just wanted to do something similar to it, like being a superhero vigilante thing. But um, just to kind of switch things up, instead of doing a guy like having it be a female, um, Out of the Shadows was more was more inspired by like film noir Mm -hmm. than it was superhero stuff. And this is more inspired probably by um, like bat, like the sixties Batman meets like uh, meets the warriors. I don't know if you're familiar with that movie. It's one of my favorites. So it's kind of like a combination of that, a little bit of that. And I I can see like when people watch it, they they might think, Oh, this is like Harley Quinn, but that wasn't really what I was going for. But you know, it's kind of, you could say that's I didn't really part get that of the. Uh, it seemed more like a seventies grindhouse. Yeah, movie, yeah, and there's a lot of that. Too. I think the best description we've gotten from someone who's watched it who had nothing to do with it was, "It's Adam West Batman meets Tarantino." Yeah, yeah, that's, that's accurate. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, like that idea, like how long was it before you wrote the script? Did it kind of sit in the back burner for a little bit, or did you uh, start on that right away? Oh, I'm think. I think actually, honestly, I think what happened was I went to. Evansville Civic Theater one time and I was working I was doing something I was working on something with uh, Kevin Roach uh, who's the he's still the creative director there right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so he's, he's the managing artistic managing director. artistic director Kevin Fancy. Roach uh, but I was over there one time and he went I went upstairs and he showed for some reason I went upstairs and it's an old movie theater um, and the upper part of it, it's almost like they really hadn't, they'd taken all the seats out, but nothing else had changed about it. It was kind of just like this time capsule. 
they have a bunch of equipment and stuff up props, there. Props, so just, many props and set pieces and just kind of a collaboration of... Yeah, it's just like everything. Anything you could think of. And I just thought, I'm like looking out, I'm like, this would be such a cool scene or a cool place for a movie. And then the more I thought about it, I'm like the, just the layout of that theater itself. I'm like, oh, this would be a cool backdrop for a film. Um, and that kind of just stuck with me. And then I wanted to do another, like, I just wanted to do something fun, like a superhero movie. Um, and so that's kind of where those two ideas kind of met and then went from there. I don't want to give anything away, but can you give like an idea of the story? Sure. It's kind of starts with a, um, it, it starts off like, it almost feels like it's the, the beginning of a third act rather than being like the beginning of the story, but it feels like it's like the, uh, somebody had been kidnapped. A city official has been kidnapped by these two, um, super villains that their, their whole shtick is con- their names are comedy and tragedy. So they're, they're huge thespians. And uh, they're mad because the city has decided they're going to demolish the theater. And um, they, so they've kidnapped this person. Damsel has spent the entire night trying to locate this person. And we start, the film starts off where she is finally at the theater um, and going to about to rescue the hostage. something we hold sacred, Mr. Councilman. It is our way of life. It is our kin. This is the city's last great stage. The city's decision to demolish it fills my brother and I with immense rage. But you find out there's there's more to it. There's there's slight backstory that is there's also some revealed. Connections yeah. and- and he's played by the aforementioned Kevin Roach. Yes, yes. Right. yes. Great actor. Love that guy. Managing artistic director. Managing artistic director of, of the Evansville Civic Theater. Hey, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> but one thing I really loved, I mean, I love the whole movie, but like the colors and like the mm-hmm. kind of grindhouse feel like we were talking about. And I know your last movie, Mr. Ed, like had really cool. It was very colorful and it kind of was stylistically like the old... Uh, sort of 70s political thriller type yeah, things. Yeah. Like, uh, did you like watch a lot of movies like that uh, growing up or around the time that you made this one? Like, what, what did you take influence from for the look of it, I guess? I think, again, I think it was like goes back to the Warriors, but um, much like Miss Red, I think I just have this attraction to the look and feel from those films from mm-hmm. the 70s, specifically like uh, the New York uh, 70s grind. I mean, and it's not, and that's the thing. People think it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going for a grindhouse thing. That's not necessarily true. It's just, I love that. that I think that yeah. look and aesthetic. And it's almost like, what if you took the 60s Batman, but then it's the 1970s now? Yeah. Like, how much would that world change? That kind of thing. I mean, the theater by itself is beautiful, but it seems so like much larger than it actually is. Mm-hmm. The way you shot it, yeah, I think. it, it did. It 
that's shot from the balcony made the stage look huge. Yeah. Have any other movies been filmed there before? Like that seems oh, like a really know. nice nice venue. To, I don't to... think we have. Actually, I think I don't remember if you've had Marcus or Mark um, Mark's pile on here. Uh, no, um, I haven't. Uh, I, did he? Does he do movies too? I, yeah, he, he did. Um, I think he. I don't remember if he was one of the very first in script or not, but I know he did. Um, he had that web series he did about uh, a reality on demand, and I think they <gasps> yeah. shot one scene. I think they shot something. Oh there. yes, you're, you're right. Uh, Chris Tyner was in that. Yeah, that was. Yeah. I think that was before I was involved with. Yeah, this is way. This yeah. is way. This is several years ago. So, but I do remember them doing something like that back That's then. Cool. But, it's a great spot. Like I, I feel like you, you. It's kind of like uh, with volumes of blood. Like mm-hmm. every corner of the library was used pretty much. It's like you got so much out of that one spot, which was really cool. Yeah. Once you had the script down, like, did you immediately know who you wanted in each role, or did you do like a casting process or anything like that? Um, I knew that at the time I wanted. I knew for sure I was going to have Kylie as the damsel, and then. Um, the villains, I think I wasn't 100% sure on who they were going to be. Um, so I grabbed Gavin, and then I... Th- I threw out a bunch of names for yeah, the other ones. For, so we had we did have an audition process for, um, for, for Tragedy, um, and then we ended up with... Wendy Brown. Wendy Brown. But it's always nice when you do a film and, and uh, you audition a bunch of people, and there's nobody... You've never... Like, you, you know, there's, there's people that you want to bring back because you love working with them, and then there's people that you're like... You know, you, they come there and you're like, wow, you're fantastic. And you're like, man, I want to work with that person again in the future. That's, those are always nice. The nice yeah. thing about it, though, is it was this really nice mixture of people who've only done theater, people who've only done film, and then people who've done both. So it was nice to kind of have all of that in the mix. Sure. And I mean, it makes sense, too, with the the, the topic of the film. Yeah. The theater yeah. people in, for sure. Um, yeah, and Gavin's great. I, I love that guy too. We're showing Dungeons and yeah, Dating again. Yeah, for next uh, week. Oh, yeah. I'm in that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like I did that one too. That's I did that one. too. Yeah, next week's going to be fun. We've got a bunch of real oddball stuff coming in. Once your cast was down, tell me like about shooting. And then both of you guys weigh in on this because I'd like to know from the filmmaker's perspective and the actor perspective what uh, shooting was like. Like, how long did you guys take? Any good stories from the set or anything like that? Oh, how many bad stories from the set are there? <laughs> Probably a lot. There's a lot of bad stories. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know how how many weeks was it was. It? So we probably could have filmed that movie in probably a weekend. Probably a weekend. We could have. We didn't. Um, <laughs> most of the reason was because there were shows going on oh, at that time. Right. You had to work around people. And if, and if you watch the movie, and if you're if you look carefully in uh, the main area where they're in the green room that they're in, you can kind of tell that the backdrop changes slightly because they we were, were in the middle of uh, Wedding Singer. Yeah. I was um. the choreographer for Wedding Singer, <laughs> so we kept um, we kept signs on the mirrors for when we st- had rehearsals of please put things back like you had it and i think we even took a picture of the actual countertop so that we could put everything back because the heads with all the wigs on it were all of the wigs they used during wedding singer because everyone (laughs) you know becomes different people throughout the musical so we were like it looks you know it looks like a show is going on so we just did that and we had to try and like make make sure everything continuity wise was exactly where it was and then there was like, uh, yeah, because there was it was more there was more stuff everywhere mm-hmm. at that time. It was more cluttered. And then once the show was over, it like I think you or somebody came down and like cleaned out a huge chunk of it. Yeah, we cleaned out a bunch of it, and we um, 
And we're just talking about like costumes and props and oh, things yeah. like that. Like just, there's a lot of it. And there were three tiers that we filmed on. So the balcony is um, where all of the, you know, props and all of that are. And then we had the stage, which was empty. Did we film? I think we filmed that after Wedding Singer was done because yeah, there we had was to wait. no set on the stage. Um, so we had to do that after strike for Wedding Singer. And then what's lovingly referred to as the dungeon at Civic um, is where extra costumes are kept, wigs, hats, basically anything you can think of. Um, so we tried to work around the production that was going on yeah, with each have, different level. <laughs> and it's weird because like in the movie, it doesn't look this way, but not you, at all. But if you, it's like one of those cool things where you watch a movie and then they film a scene in one place and then they use the, look, the exterior for another place. Right. The, so where the dungeon is, where we filmed that, which is supposed to be like the green room, that's actually in the basement, which you can only get there through going through the men's bathroom. And then well, there's keep, an outside door too. Yeah, but there, we yeah. always keep that locked. And then to get to <laughs> so where where if you watch the movie where the green room looks like it is that green room is separate green room, but we didn't want to use that one. We liked to, the the basement looks like it looks nicer. I like the basement one. It, it had more, it more had stuff. a grittier yeah it had yeah. a grittier feel to it than our actual dressing room that we try and keep nice. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, as far as how long we took. Uh, we took, a, yeah, like I said, we took a long time. It was a lot of, it was actually, it wasn't was it as many weekends. Weeks, maybe? Yeah, but it wasn't weekends. It, it was, was all like in the middle Thursdays of the week. It was Thursdays or Wednesdays. Um, basically, we tried to line up around rehearsal schedules um, because all of the rehearsal schedules for each show in Evansville are very different. Right. Um, so we'd just kind of meet on a weeknight and just. Go to it. We did like five hours because, yeah, and that's the weird thing is now that I've been in Atlanta and worked on real sets and stuff, like they will spend 12 hours on maybe one, two, three scenes. But like we're doing, you know, short film, you have to do as much as you can. And we pack in. I feel like we tried to pack in as much as we could in five Five, six hours increments. I was was the time Nazi. Oh, yeah. You were just wanting to get out of there. You're like, I "I don't want to be here. I had to go to work at 730 every morning. So I was the one who's like, okay, we've been on this scene for the last hour. It's this time. (laughs) Are we good? We're going to keep moving? Okay. Yeah. But I think think that's the lesson, though, is that, like, if if you're somebody who wants to make films, like, keeping time in mind and how that can really affect... Um, it helps why keep you, things more organized. Yeah, and why you want to maybe schedule as much as you can in one day and have longer days rather than having these short spurt days is kind of what we did because it makes it. I feel like, I feel like psychologically, you're doing multiple days. It feels like it's going to take forever versus doing like, like one or two, two, like just two days that are really really long. It feels like it doesn't take as much time. I actually <laughs> didn't hate that. Oh really? It was. I mean, from an actor's point of view. Um, like if you take yeah if you take a whole weekend where you're doing shooting from you know you have to be there at 6 37 a.m and you're not leaving until almost midnight and then you turn around do the exact same thing Mm -hmm. you kind of don't have that time period to kind of put everything away get some sleep refresh and be ready to start filming the next morning whereas this you know there were multiple days in between it was time to rest you could go back and think about what you previously did yeah from an actor's point of view, I enjoyed it. Except for being tied up. Life's but a walking shadow. Poor player that struts and frets his hour upon the stage. It is a tale told by an idiot, full of sound and fury, signifying nothing. Hamlet. 
Really? Why don't you go drown yourself like Ophelia and save me the trouble? That was the thing. The other, the other big thing is I would actually tie her up, and that was annoying for you. You hated. Well, that. the first time you tied it because you're a Boy Scout, um, <laughs> it was so tight I couldn't breathe. Um, so I think my least favorite thing we had to do is we were trying to figure out this chair bit. Um, I'll just leave it at that. Um, and. I was trying to go at it from a theater standpoint and kind of stage choreography and fight choreography and thinking, okay, how can we do this, but have the camera not catch how that works. And finally, after I had done the wine scene a couple times, I was like, screw it. <laughs> I'm just going to knock it over. But I had to actually be tied to the chair. Um, but I would get tied to the chair and then I wouldn't get filmed for, you know, 20, 30 minutes. So I couldn't go anywhere. I just had to sit there. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was a terrible person that day. How hard was it to adjust uh, to movie acting versus theater acting? Because I know it's kind of a different skill set. It is. Um, I don't want to sound awful, but I I found it very easy. Mm -hmm. I'm used to doing theater in smaller spaces. Right. So it's not one of those things where you have to project every action and every emotion all the way to the back of a room. Sure. Because we're in such small intimate spaces um whereas a lot of other people are used to being so big so it reads and then having to dial it back so i enjoy film a lot um and it's also kind of nice that you get to do redos yeah i will never forget the first real um film project i did i got called by joe atkinson it was um for book of dallas and he called me maybe four hours before shooting. He said, hey, could you, if I sent you a script, would you be able to come in and do this part? You know, our actress is sick. And I was like, yeah, okay. And he sends me this monologue. So I immediately go into it theater-wise. I bust it up. I'm memorizing it. It's great. And then Jake was filming, Jacob Belinsky was filming that day. And he was like, okay, I'm going to need you to do this in one take. And I just, <laughs> oh, Okay. He was like, okay, I just wanted to make sure it's fine. I was like, I'm used to doing theater. You've right. got one shot on that stage in that moment to say all of those I've lines. I've ran sound for some plays here in town, so I know all about that. Yeah, so it's it's kind of nice where if something didn't go exactly how you liked it, it's like, ah, can we try that again? Can right. I try it this way this time? And it's um, it's nice. I would do like live storm composition with sound effects and stuff, and all of a sudden I'm hit the doorbell key by accident. Yeah, so. yeah, we've had that before. Yeah, it's, it's tough. <laughs> we have a... Civic has a doorbell and a phone ringer button right next to each uh, other. So if you hit the wrong one. <laughs> yeah, I remapped the sound effects to where I'd have a, like a key between them. So <laughs> those, uh, yeah, those, those retakes are definitely nice for sure. Shooting, you said, was like four or five weeks, but it was kind of broken up a little bit. Did, like, that, did that make continuity hard? Like, I know you're talking again, about that. I, think, the, I, I am, think we got to a point where you said, screw it. I'm the yeah. continuity police. Yeah. I would be walking around and being like, oh, I think we had this here, and I yeah. think we had this here. And yeah, I knew you mentioned the, the play. I didn't know if there were any other things. Like, uh, uh, if, it, you, if you watch the wine bottle, um, yeah. the wine bottle level changes. But at that point, we just didn't. We didn't really care about it as much as continuity. My, running, have, my running joke was... Um, my fingernail polish was different every single time we filmed. Oh, yeah. But you see my hands up close one time because I'd walk in and I'd be like, oh, man, I painted my nails. And he was like, it's fine. And I was like, so it was my running joke that every time we filmed, it was a different color. But um, the hardest part for me was trying to make my hair the same every time. Oh, yeah. yeah. 
we had some guys in last week and I didn't notice it until they pointed it out. But like the shirt of the, the main character changed to like, and like it was supposed to be the same day or whatever. And yeah. like stuff like that. I don't always catch unless it's pointed out. I've seen a lot of movies like the, uh, throughout unscripted and like, like I'm, I'm usually so sucked in. I don't really notice things yeah. like that, but they're kind of fun to spot once you oh, see it a few times. That's, that's one of my favorite things to do is watch movies and try and see if I can, spot things that didn't right. get caught. I'm good at catching typos in books now. Oh, so nice. That's about, I, I, <laughs> those are fun too. I, I uh, proofread for somebody recently, which was fun. Um, so once you went into editing, like, and again, oh, one thing I didn't ask, I know you made this a, a good time before you left. Like when, when did you actually make the film? May of tw- what we're 2019 now. It's 2017? Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah, May 2017. Yes. So it was shot then. How long did it take you to edit it? I don't feel like the edit took that you long. You got it together. I feel like quickly. you're like just based on what I know uh, from your previous, you're, you seem very efficient in your shooting and your editing. It doesn't seem like you get more than you need. Yeah. Um, shoot. Well, I don't know about the shooting wise. Oh, yeah. Because Kylie will tell me like we, we did several takes on stuff. But I think that's another thing I've come to learn, especially being like... <laughs> That's the thing is like we talk about like oh we're making all our movies and stuff but when you go to on a real set and watch how they make things you're like you're kind of blown away especially on television shows because yeah. they don't have a lot of time they have literally a week and a half to film an episode mm-hmm. and they're always a new director so the best directors usually know exactly what they need for the scene and they don't get any more or any less than what they need especially I mean and they also have multiple cameras but they'll usually maybe do one two takes and then they're like all right moving on next setup New deal. That's it. Um, so, like, do you like? Are you still using the same sort of editing stuff that you were last time we talked? Like, yeah, we used, I'm using Premiere and um, what else was I using? Yeah, I was using Premiere, <laughs> and uh, I had my friend uh, Daniel Roach. He did the music for mm-hmm. this one, so he made the which was great. Yeah, the music was awesome. Yeah, and again, back to the Warriors. Like, I used um, used a lot of like the Tim tracks from the Warriors and a couple other films for for her like her music cue and things like that and i kind of decided early on i was like you know what i'm just gonna make this as almost 60s batman as possible in certain ways so you see like the kind of like the type yeah. thing in it it's just there our own version of it who did the poster because i really like the poster i made the poster oh really yeah nice we uh i think it was like our last was that our last day of shooting I don't remember if it was I, our last day. We were outside, though. We were outside. We were waiting on something. and We were waiting on Jake. Yeah, we were waiting on Jake to get there. And he was like, just turn around. We're going to take a couple shots. And I was like, okay. <laughs> so I just put the bat over my shoulder. We took a couple shots from different angles. And then... Because there were... I have other... Yeah, I have other pictures besides the one I ended up using on the poster. But I wanted to do, again, like that 70s feel. Mm-hmm. Just so it, like, it looks like the movie. Uh, went back, looked for some posters from that era uh and then kind of just based it off that and i think it was like based it i can't remember if it was like french connection or something but it was like that style of like um where the where the picture is all red or whatever mm-hmm. instead like on all like one color type print type thing like when did you premiere it did you have like a big event or uh we we showed it for i think the first time we showed it was mayday mm-hmm. um and that was that wasn't last year. It was the year before that. Okay. I was there for that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it was May. Yeah, it would have been May 8th. What? I'm getting my time We shot up. May 2017. We premiered it 
the following year. The following year. Oh, maybe I showed it before that. No, I did show it before you that. You went to a couple festivals, but that was the first time we premiered it yeah. here. Did you, go to, you went to Gen Con, didn't you? Uh, it was at Gen Con. Was I wasn't Gen able Con. to go because I was in Atlanta. Oh, gotcha. And it was this year. Basically, I, this this time around, because of me moving, it kind of affected doing more than right. I would have done. Like, I'm misread. I did a lot of festivals where I saw yeah, I remember you ran a lot our of other guests that we're going to talk to is Cameron. Uh, but, you know, I went to a lot more festivals in the last big movie I did. This one I didn't do as much because moving to Atlanta and I had other things going on. Sure. So, but I showed it, the first thing time I showed it was at a art gallery in Cincinnati. But yeah, I went to, there was an art gallery and they were doing, uh, they were doing, they actually had my film running constantly for the art gallery part. That's so people cool. could watch it and check out all the, and it was all like comic book art type stuff. So it was pretty That's cool. That's awesome. How'd you, did you just know somebody up there? Or yeah. They, um, why I'm forgetting his name. His last <laughs> name's Bassinger. Um, but he, him and his wife, they, they run a, an art gallery and he does, uh, uh, have you heard cosmic mustache comic books? Maybe he, he does his own comic it's like book. A indie comic. He does his own. Is he from Evansville originally? Uh, yeah. Owensboro, okay. Evansville. Clint. That's his name. Clint okay. Bassinger. I don't know why I'm yeah, forgetting I've seen, names. I've seen that pop up a few times, but he, yeah, he made a, uh, he has an art gallery called pick, and it's in Cincinnati, and uh, we just had the film that running there. So it was kind of weird the first time I got this. It got to be premiered, and people got to watch it. I guess to close out, any any advice for aspiring filmmakers? Because Unscript is about networking. It's about showing off stuff. It's about meeting other filmmakers, bringing people into the fold that haven't done it but want to. Like uh, any any kind of advice from either of you guys. I'll go. You go first. I'll go first. Um, I can be acting too, not necessarily. Sure. Um, don't be afraid to give it a try because the worst case scenario is you audition. Worst case scenario is they say no, thank you. Um, that's actually what happened after my first audition. It was for Book of Dallas. I auditioned and they decided to go with someone else. And then I got a phone call for the part I auditioned for, <laughs> um, and ended up being able to do it. So you know, put yourself out there. I'd say do it kind of similar to what you're saying, yeah. but yeah, I would just, and when I say do it, I mean, don't, don't, don't do something because you don't have the camera. I don't have the equipment. I don't have the lights. It's all about write the, write a story that you think you could feasibly do and just go from there and just make work baby with, steps. Yeah. You know? Work with what you've got. Get some friends, make a film, say, Hey, we're going to make a little, little movie and then like work, go from there and then, you know, just improve every movie you do. Sounds good. And I would like to add, come to Unscripted. Mm-hmm. Come to Unscripted. I got to get a plug in there. And we will be doing more of these for the rest of the month, possibly another run in the summer at some point. So stay tuned to our Facebook page for that. Any plugs, uh, Ryan, where can, where can people see the movie? It's on YouTube, right? It's on YouTube. It's on my YouTube page. Uh, I think it's just Ryan McCurdy on YouTube. Just look it up on YouTube. Um, but yeah, it's on there and as well as some of my other short films. Cool. You got anything? I don't have any plugs. I will say it's one of the things at the end of the movie is support your local theaters. So remember theaters. Thanks out there for too. remembering that. Yeah, I am just, support I am your local just... theaters. So Evansville Civic Theater, thanks to them and Kevin Roach for giving us the space to absolutely make the film. Yeah, and Kevin, anytime you want to be interviewed by me, come on down. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks.